That is like the most satisfying thing ever. Like when you bump out of a B main, when you travel to a track. Yeah. I think it's like, holy cow, I'm getting the, getting my money's worth out of this. You know? <laughs> it definitely makes the ride home slightly better. This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. And with me as always, Will Brinton. We're here to talk about stuff that happens at the Hobbyplex. Really quick, I just wanted to go over how our guys did really fast at the Southern Mass. Yeah. Did you see um, Seth Van Dalen did well again? Mason Fuller, uh, he bumped up from the B main and Nitro Pro Buggy. You know, we always like to keep track of those guys. Um, when they go to travel to those big events, I'd say eight scale this year has been just a lot easier to get in just because a lot of these races are on big outdoor tracks or they're in really big spaces like the Southern Nats is in this gigantic convention center and everybody has all this room. So, right. I don't know. Space is important. Yeah. seems like everybody can spread out a little bit and, uh, do what they need to do. Did you say they took 18 cars total to the main events? Yeah. I, I, why 18? That just seems like such a odd number to me. But yeah, I, well, I didn't see it. I didn't watch any of the races, but um, I heard him say all 18 drivers need to be out there marshalling. I was like, 18? Well, two things. Like, why not just 20? Well, yeah, that's true. But two <laughs> things that I can yeah. think of is, is the track is really big, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the room. Mm-hmm. but also attract that big. Think about it. You've got to have corner marshals, right? Right. Well, so, that makes sense. So if you have 18 people, that's realistically, that's six more than at a normal nitro race. And that mm-hmm. tracks, not a normal nitro track. It's huge. It's made right. for that one thing. Yeah. It's like, 10 makes sense. 12 makes sense. Cause you bump two. 15 makes sense. Cause it's a, an increment of five. Yeah. But 20 would make sense because it's an increment of five. But it's like 18. Like that's just. I didn't see how many bumped up, but my guess is they, they had, maybe it was 15 and three. Yeah. Or something like maybe. that. Could have been. I mean, I mean, it's cool. I think it's actually like really neat that they ran that many cars. Yeah. I think if you can run that many, plus also think about it too, it helps move the program along too. If you've got 600 and something people there that you got to well, yeah, run I mean, through. You could probably drop like, Three heats per class. Yeah. So Mason finished ninth in pro electric and Seth Van Dalen finished 10th and Jared Wiggins finished 11th. I'll call them our guys. Our guys finished ninth, 10th and 11th and Dakota fend won it. Ryan Cavallari got second and uh, Joe Bornhorst uh, got third. That's pro electric. Well, I guess that's an A2. They must've ran double mains. Hang on a second here. Because now I'm like, I don't want to screw anything up. Double A main results. Oh, look at that. So Ryan Mayfield won. Dakota got second. Ryan Cavalieri got third. Bornhorst third. Fourth. Uh, Rivkin, Tebow, Lutz. Brandon Rose had a really good weekend. Tyler Hooks. Mason Fuller finished 10th. Seth Van Dalen finished 11th. And Jared finished 12th. So after all that, they were still kind of in the middle. Yeah, Mayfield's been on a tear. Yeah, he has. Won, won Surf City and then won this. Two entirely different types of racing. Yep. And then pro nitro buggy was Mayfield again. Jared got second. 
and he was only eight seconds back. In fact, your top four were on the same lap. That's pretty awesome. Half hour long main. Seth got sixth. Mason Fuller finished 13th. Jared Wiggins finished 14th. And it looks like they all finished. So only one guy didn't. Lee Setzer broke out at, at nine minutes and basically 10 minutes, but it looks like everybody else finished. So once again, our local guys, you know, we consider uh, those three especially local, but even Jared, I mean, kind of like to come up here every once in a while. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's really awesome to see. What's new? We got a whole bunch of new stuff at the Plex as far as like Christmas oriented items go. Mm-hmm. But that's worth doing a what's new Wednesday, which I hope to get done this went this Wednesday. I was going to do one last Wednesday, but we were so busy in the store. I couldn't get one in. Yeah. But, uh, that's good enough for that. But we did get quite a bit of stuff and it's not RC stuff. It's more like, um, some cool toys. And, uh, we got in the child from the Mandalorian, the little squishy doll. And if you push it, it makes, <laughs> it, it makes noises. Yeah. And then we got in uh black edition action figure of, of the child as well. $9.99 for that little, uh, for the little black edition baby Yoda. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 30 bucks for the big plush doll. Those aren't going to last long. No, I know. They're hot. Well, we sold out of them right away. So we ordered 10 of them and we, we sold out and then <laughs> he ordered us a lot. So we have quite a few, but we're expecting that to not stay in the store. Yeah, I wouldn't. The crazy thing about it is Star Wars stuff in general doesn't actually sell that well at our store. Because there's not a lot of people going to a hobby store for Star Wars stuff. Well, your particular type of hobby store or our particular type of hobby. Yeah, that's what I meant. The fact that we sold out of our first batch of, of Baby Yodas, I was pretty happy about that. I, I think it'd be a good idea like if uh, superhero stuff that you see at like Spencer's and stuff like that. Like if you just had an aisle and made like a, I don't know another category for it mm. and just sold all that stuff. Like just the, like nothing like inappropriate or anything you'd see as Spencer's <laughs> like, like the mugs and the, yeah. like the whatever, like the shirts and the apparel and the cool, like uh, memorabilia collectibles. Mm-hmm. Like you can make a collectible section for that and sell it and probably do pretty well. We used to have, some uh some really high-end collectibles when i first worked there in 2004 and 2005 there was like this glassware stuff and there was like dragons and unicorns and dolphins and stuff like that that's not really like a fungo pop is it no no but see funko pops they they didn't sell where the crap at our we ordered a whole bunch of that stuff and we had to yeah all, all of it ended up downstairs on the discount table that's a bummer yeah we ended up getting these um at one time they were these uh when the Avengers movies were out, we had in these uh, Marvel Avengers like vignettes that you would put together. They were models, but they weren't hard models. You just put them together and then they sat there in a pose or whatever. And those didn't sell very well either. I ended up eBaying yeah. most of those actually. No, really. They were expensive too. They're like a hundred bucks or more. And uh, they didn't go anywhere. I think the price had a little bit to do with that, but um, yeah, probably. But even then they were, when I looked on eBay, they were they were not going for super cheap on eBay. They're going expensive enough to get some of our money back on the deal. But anyways, but so that's some of the new stuff we got in these uh, these like um, uh, Strider bikes and and light up scooters, little riding scooters. 
I saw those. Yeah. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take Alex to break his other ribs or whatever <laughs> on one of those. <laughs> nope, I'm not staying. Nope, I'm not getting on one of them. You're going to jump it down the stairs no, to the track? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no more dumb stuff for me, even though what at this time it wasn't dumb. Like, it wasn't my fault. I was trying to tell you. I went to the doctor today because yeah. my stuff still hurts, like, right now. And uh, I, I didn't do myself any favors on Friday. I had to get the track prepped for us to, to be good mm-hmm. all weekend. So I had filled in some holes and I had to use the plate compactor, you know, tamper. So, you know, that thing vibrating, you know, the whole time probably didn't do myself mm-hmm. any favors. And I was really feeling it Friday night, but I took enough pain meds on Saturday. I had, had acetaminophen in the morning and a bunch of Advil in the afternoon. And it seemed to kind of, I don't know, not be that big of a deal. And then yesterday again, I was like, oof, this is not good. So, mm-hmm. uh, x-ray is negative. Just, uh, she thinks just, it's just muscular now. Like, like I just bruised everything up. Hopefully by next week I feel better and I can, I can actually do what I want to do to the track. Like I said, this should be basically our hobby plex, uh, summer series round five wrap up show. Uh, you want to get into it? Yeah. It's uh good stuff. So we, uh, had a pretty good day of practice on Friday. I felt like the track kind of came in quickly. Uh, we didn't have near as many people there on Friday as, uh, as we had the last two rounds. So I kind of knew, I kind of had a feeling that we weren't going to be gangbusters on, on Saturday with almost 200 entries again. Uh, but we still ended up with 162. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's still a lot. So there was only a few people missing. I think Ken Peterson and his kids weren't there. They had a, a function to do on Sunday, so they couldn't make it Saturday. Bummer. That's going to basically be their drop round. But uh, I think Dave Alberico and his kid weren't there. Were they there last round? Yeah. I can't really think of anybody that uh, was missing other than those guys. Yeah, not offhand. I can't think. Mason, I mean, the Fullers have been there kind of hit and miss. They they, they kind of knew they weren't going to make all of them. And they were at the Southern Nats, so that's another little group. Yeah. You know, it's probably about six entries. That being said, we still had one heck of a, uh, of a race. I think, were guys flirting with slicks again? Yeah, it was, I'd say we're flirting with slicks. Zeke kind of asked if uh, if he brought more blowers if we blow the track off in between each and every heat. And I was kind of like, well, I mean, no. <laughs> like, you know, it'd be nice, but then we definitely would probably be going to slicks if the track was cleaned off the whole time. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I I like it the way it is. I mean, uh, I don't see any reason to change our program. I mean, it all. I think it all has to do with the amount of people we had there on Friday night, honestly. Yeah. I did use stay wet again. I, that's basically my routine is Thursday night. I throw stay wet down and I let it soak overnight. And that helps mm-hmm. the track not only build traction, but actually does keep the dust down like visibly this time. I think because the temps were much lower They, I mean, the, the high on Saturday was 70 something, right? So that's, that's 20 degrees cooler than what we've dealt with the last four rounds. I mean, really we've, we have not had an, a, a round below 85 degrees. Mm-hmm. So visibly there wasn't a whole lot of dust in the line, at least. I mean, obviously if you get out of it, way out of it. Yeah, of course you're going to, you know, I think, I think we start going to slicks all the time or we, you know, we do something to the track to make it favor slicks all the time. Um, we might actually hurt the racing just because, you know, we know how, how slicks work. You know, you have to have 
multiple pairs of slicks to be crazy fast. Yeah. That's not very appealing. And I can only think of a few pro drivers that we have come to our events week for our summer series. And I think, I think like, uh, like last week when we were interviewing Tom, our track is different from many other clay indoor tracks as, as you'll see that you'll see it being way smoother. Mm-hmm. Our tracks, not crazy bumpy, but it does crack during the week when it, when, when we have other stuff, we're not just a, we're not just a, a single type of, of racetrack when in the middle of the week, we'll have guys on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you know, running their nitro cars out there. Yeah. Or their X maxes, right. you know, there's all these different, you know, guys that come in every single week and pay, you know, they pay their 10 bucks to practice. And, uh, you know, it does kind of, it affects the service of the racetrack to where it's not this, this just glistening smooth clay. It's, it's got undulation and it has cracks and stuff like that. And I think that that's why, uh, that's another reason why slicks are not necessarily always going to be the ticket. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran one pair of tires, one, one set from Friday practice to all the way through the main. Yeah. Yep. Same and, here. Uh, I, yeah, I tried to break in another set and the ones that had been running were better. Yep. So I just kept running them. Yeah. Emerson and I are the same way. And for me, like, you know, I, I try to look at some, somebody that's like buying their stuff across the shelf all the time. You know, I mean, that's how much, how much is a set of two wheel tires? 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like if you buy wheels and stuff, I yeah. mean, you come, you come and race, you know, you pay your entry fee. This is, this is if you just wait, race one class, you know, I mean, it's $70, you know, it's 20 bucks to enter a class and then uh, another 50 bucks in tires. And I can just run one set of tires and have them be perfect for the main. And as they wear, they get better as the track gets better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like ideal for, you just want everybody to have a good experience. I don't like having to grind tires down to slicks to make them work. You know, I just, uh, that doesn't sound appealing to me. No. Yeah. I think even me, even me, and yeah. as much as I like screwing with tires. I, th- I think we're going to see that in February though. Don't you think? Yeah. And that's, that's one national event, right? Yeah. We're not talking our points series where we're, you know, we have a lot of locals, Yeah, you know, I think, I think that race will probably see people could just go to slicks because of the massive amount of entries we're going to have. The track's going to be new, brand new. So it actually will be smooth. It won't have a bunch of cracks in it. Like, you know, no, it'll I, be that I, week. yeah. And that's, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not, that's a little different story. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I've, I've kind of gotten into this routine of on Friday, um, bringing a, you know, new sets of tires with me for both Emerson and I and, uh, doing the break-in. And then just, you know, running once in the morning just to make sure your stuff's still good and then just get ready for qualifying. And like you said, you'll start off with more tread in round one. You'll wear that away. Round two comes around. You're kind of in the middle there and it's great. And then by the time the main, mains come, tires are slapping all over the place. So it, your one set of tires can make you go the whole distance. It's, it's really what you want, I think. Yeah. The winner is. So just to go over the results really fast. We went down to a D main in 13.5. Dan Stevens and Bryson Pavel uh, made the bump. Nice. And then in the C main, TJ Williams and Bryson Pavel 
made the bump. So Bryson bumped twice. That's uh, awesome. That is awesome. And then alphabet uh, suit main. Yeah, TJ started on pole. I think he lost the lead on the first lap and then got it back not too soon after that. And then if you go up to the B main, it was Dane Gangler and Trevor Paul, and Bryson ended up finished seventh from the bump, and TJ actually ended up finishing fourth from from his bump. So that's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, those kids did pretty well in that class. We had a C main and expert, Josh McMullen and Jason Haley. There are a couple of those guys that run independent and then run expert just to get more track time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both made the bump. Josh was doing the triple and stock buggy. He was going all the way out to the pipe and then doing the triple. And I asked him why he does that. And he's like, well, it's a triple. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's cooler, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cooler. <laughs> I like uh, Josh. He's a good guy. I know. Uh, and then if you go up to the B main, it was uh, Ashley McCormick and Jackson Anderson. Uh, making the bump from B Josh McLuhan finished eighth, Jason finished 10th. So, uh, that was good to see expert have, you know, another, another big turnout. If you go to uh four wheel mod, we had enough for a B main Ethan Delaire and Mitchell Pavel made the bump. There was seven total cars there. So that was pretty cool. And an independent had a C main. Um, so Jerry Doherty and Nate Hogan Miller made the bump up to the B. And then if you go up here to the B main, it was, uh, oh yeah, that's right. TJ Williams making his, uh, I believe his first independent buggy a main, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Dude. Yeah. He, uh, I was really happy for him. He really turned a corner. Yeah. And then Chad Bartlett, one of the guys that came from Colorado this weekend, uh, qualified eighth, finished second. So he got the bump up into the a main. That is like the most satisfying thing ever. Like when you bump out of a B main, when you travel to a track. Yeah. I think it's like, holy cow, I'm getting the getting my money's worth out of this. You know, <laughs> it definitely makes the ride home slightly better. Yeah. Like making the show, dude, I, there's been a couple of races where I've traveled. Oh, the clash, the J concepts clash in 2011. <laughs> I went all the way down there and, uh, my stuff was awesome in practice. And then it rained and ruined the track and everybody had to start over and know it. I didn't have the right tires for, for that type of surface. And I struggled and I finished behind uh, Paul when third place in the B main, I missed it by like a turn. I was, I was a turn behind him. Really? Yeah. That was lame. I had that, that yeah. flight home. I was like, Ugh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but that was in 2011 where I'd been racing eight scale a lot and, and we were mm-hmm. getting back into 10 scale. Anyways, enough about me. Who cares? 40 and over mod. Grady Ashton, Rob Connor, and Jeff Thorson. I just moved them all up into the A main. So it was Grady, Jeff, and Kurt. I just moved them all up into the A main to save us some time. And then I think there was a B main of stock truck. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so again, TJ Williams having a good day. Finished first in the B of truck. And he's made all, I believe he's made uh, all the A mains in truck. That was his one class this year that he was really doing well in. I mean, he's doing well in all of them, but like, you know, like actually making main. So, um, they had a big turnout in truck and him and Clint Coburn got the bump. The Noonans, Gage and Derek finished once again, right next to one another. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Sneathan was running his truck back there. So that kind of set the stage for us. Uh, mod two wheel drive, Ethan Delaire, uh, getting up there again. And then Owen Vanderbeek making the A. Woo! Yeah, that's awesome. Those two dude. the B main of mod was stacked it was it was stacked dude so here's the here's the b main 
finishing order. Ethan Dallaire owned Vanderbeek, Tony Leatherman third, Zeke Bollinger fourth, Kyle Gannon fifth, Emerson sixth, James Nelson seventh, Alex Yabara came out of the woodwork to, to race mod with uh, Tony and those guys finished eighth, Brian Burnt, and then Philip Hoke, and then Seth Curtis. Yeah. I mean, there's some names there you'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, the fact that those two, once again, you know, got the extra race in, but also, I mean, you're sweating bullets when you're in the B main because that could end your season not getting those A main points. Yeah. That being said, Emerson's uh, got no shot at making top 10 this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He asked me that. I'm like, well, you're 14th. And he's like, well, how many points am I behind 13th? And I'm like, 40. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, that ain't happening. But he, his, uh, his B main was so frustrating because he had the speed. He crashed on the second lap in the exact same spot where he's crashed pretty much all year over that step up. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was fine and his car was fast and he was picking people off. So just got to eliminate those early, early mistakes when he's got a good car. He's also got to practice more. Yeah. Practice is key. I mean, that's, that's something I need to get on him about is, is coming to the track with me on Tuesday night or something just to get a, just to get a good, a good night of practice. Right. Mm -hmm. But his motivation is, is not in RC cars right now. So as a dad, I'm torn. Do I be the dad that's like, you got to get to the track right now, Brad? So he hates it? Or do I just say, well, when you're ready? What you need to do is just give him a hard time when he says, like, how many points do I need to get at 10th? And you're like, well, if you like cared more <laughs> or if you tried more at it, you'd yeah. probably be 10th and you need 40. That's yeah. not, uh, like, you know, I mean, it's realistic. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what's happening, you know? Yeah. The, uh, like uh, that, that's what, that's what I would do. I just say, Hey, if this is something you want to do, you got to put the effort in. That being said, he is getting way better on a skateboard because he goes to yeah. the skate park a lot. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, come this, come this winter time. Yeah. But you know what he did last year? He, he wouldn't, he didn't want to come to the track sometimes because what he would do is mom would back the car out and he would take his ramp that he built and set it up in the garage and just practice his Ollie work and stuff in the garage. The whole time. Yeah. That's cool too. I mean, he's, he's got this focus that I, that I know he has when he puts it in stuff that he gives a crap about. So we'll see. Maybe when he gets older, it'll be a little easier. Yeah. It'll, you know, he gets tired of getting banged up, you know, we'll go through the results and then we'll talk about points. You want to do it that okay. way? Uh, sure. so, so plex spec. So Jana Peevler TQ in a win. Brady Papanow got second. Grayson. Stevie got third. I believe that that is his first podium. He got third in Plexpec points at the syndicate, but I'm not sure if he finished. Well, maybe he did, but at least at a summer series race, that's his first podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was Nevin Sneathan, Josh Ryan, Grant Noonan, Eli Vanderbeek, Riker Haley, Dan Noonan, and Sawyer Haley. And we did have an A and B main in, uh, in Plexpec. It was uh, Dan and Sawyer. That got the bump ups. We don't normally do bump ups in Plexbeck because it's confusing enough as it is for these guys, but for summer series races, we do. So with that, I know for sure Dana Peevler has won Plexbeck um, without even looking at the points, which means that she is no longer allowed to race Plexbeck at the Hobby Plex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only get one, one Hobby Plex summer series win. <laughs> and uh, it was another year where a non-adult has won Plexbeck. I think we've only had an adult win twice. 
Hmm. Other than that, it's always been kids. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So that's good. 13.5 short course. We ended up with six trucks this time instead of five. So we actually picked up one. Tim Sutherland raced a two-wheel drive short course. Ashton McCormick finished first, qualified fourth. So he didn't get the TQ for the day. That belonged to Jake Wilkening. Jake was going really fast today or Saturday. Andy Lachance finished third, Clint Coburn fourth, Tyler Fleming fifth, and Tim Sutherland finished um, sixth. So I do remember this one, uh, even though there's only six trucks, the race between all really the top five was pretty close. And I think Tyler flirted with third place a few times. Ashley was pretty patient behind Jake, Andy, and Clint at the start, and then just kind of picked him off the first two or three minutes one by one. And then eventually he got the lead and just sort of kind of drove away. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't really have any mistakes. Jake pretty much just drove away from Andy and Andy pretty much just drove away from Clint who kind of, kind of turned into a snoozer about midway. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I've said this before, but this, this is probably the last year for short course truck at the summer series. I hate to say, right. it, but I mean, we can't continue with just, you know, four or five trucks. We need to have a, we really need to have a full heat because part of it is marshalling. You just beg, you know, I hate begging for marshals on, on these bigger races. And if you have a class with just four or five people that kind of, it's like, it's like, uh, did I talk about this on this show? It's like that, uh, that part in transformers, the very first one where they played that stupid cat and mouse game with the parents. They were hiding from the parents outside. The movie just came to a complete grinding halt. That's what happens when you have a heat with like three or four people in it. Yeah. It just slows the program down. Yeah. Okay, four-wheel drive mod. So I love to throw one of the two, you know, like pro classes up front just so that um, kind of helps the excitement and stuff too. But, it, you know, sometimes at the end of the night, a lot of people have gone home and you kind of lose that that feel around the racetrack, you know? You get goosebumps. Tom with another TQ and a win. So he pretty much had this class lack, like locked up. He had to have two disastrous rounds in order to not get forward drive mod for the season. So this one pretty much put the fork in it. Derek Wood, who got himself actual Derek Wood paint jobs, finished second. So that was good. I will say his Derek Wood paint jobs seem a little bit darker on me this time. I, I remember yeah. them being brighter. Yeah, you too. I don't know. And then Alex Vanderbeek uh, didn't have a great day in qualifying, but came to salvage a third place out of it to pretty much keep him second, I believe, overall in the points. Uh, Aiden Olson finished fourth. Drew Rubin King fifth. Zeke Bollinger had a sixth. Ethan Dallaire from the bump moved up a few spots to seventh. Ross Westhoff qualified and finished eighth. Mitchell Pavel uh, ninth. And then Kyle looked like he wasn't very happy with his car finished 10th. Hmm. I saw a post of his that said that um, he made a bad uh, setup decision. Oh. So stadium truck. We had a, these are all full mains too. So uh, this one. Uh, from memory is going to come down to uh, next, next week. Nate Sutherland qualified second, finished first. Drew Rubin King qualified first, finished second. So they tied in points. Hmm. So the TQ point is one bonus point. You get 99 points for second. So they both scored a hundred. So whatever the points were last round, that's what they are this round. Uh, Wade Garing qualified third, stayed there. Chance Rolk moved up a spot from the five to the four. Brian Cox dropped from the four to the five. Ashley McCormick moved up from the seven to the six. Justin Stebe moved up from the eight to the seven. Uh, Clint Coburn, eighth. TJ Williams, ninth. And uh, Raven Barton 
uh, her truck was kaput before the race started. So she had a DNS. Still yeah. made the A though. Still made the A. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of these guys are just trying to maintain their top 10 because top 10 at the summer series get awards at the end of the year. Right. So it's important for a lot of these guys to just keep making mains. Me too. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to you in a second. Oh, all right. Yeah. 40 and over. 40 and over mod buggy. Kyle Gannon uh, kicked our butts this round. <laughs> so he got a TQ and a win. It wasn't even really that close. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. and I was fine, man. In the main, I, I know at the end of the race, he had a couple wrecks and had to be really patient, you know, in the lap traffic because there was 11 cars out there at one point. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think he was he was flying pretty well. I qualified second, finished third. Uh, Mac Vanderbeek qualified third, finished second. Mac kind of just drove away from me too at the start, but my stuff was good. I just I didn't do anything stupid, but I glued the I glued the sidewalls on my front wheels, my front mm-hmm. tires to try it because I remember last round, last round I TQ'd, but I couldn't hang on to it in the main because there was so much grip. And I think my front tires were so basically blown out that I was, I started a traction rule and I hadn't done that all, all year. Right. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I should have glued my sidewalls that would have helped. So I wasn't going to make the same mistake twice. So I glued my sidewalls this time. Well, I can tell you that the first minute and a half of the race, it's like it worked and it made my car a lot easier to drive, but the braking points were way different. So I had, mm-hmm. I had to like adjust and it took me a little while to adjust to it. So I, I made a few crashes just because I wasn't, I was trying to make tight lines and I, I, I just turned in too early because I, I, I felt like my car was going to push, you know, I remember thinking that like, why did you turn like that? And it's because, oh, cause you were pushing the last lap. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if I just hit a bump wrong or something, but, but at the end of the race, I felt like if I had another minute. I might've been able to, to catch up to Mac, I think. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Tony Leatherman finished fourth. He and I had a pretty good battle. I slipped behind him a few times and, uh, we had really good side by side racing up over the elevated corner near the driver's stand. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get by and then I crashed again. And then I think if he would, he crashed on the far end after the, uh, on the downhill, I think if he wouldn't have done that, he probably would have been able to keep my, keep me behind him. But, uh, right. He crashed there with like a minute and a half left to go or something like that. So kind of a bummer. I know he was one in top three as well. So Chad Rubin King finished fifth and Rob Sturgill came from Colorado, finished uh sixth, qualified eighth. Brian Cox finished seventh. Brian Burt finished eighth. Jeff Thorson ninth, Kurt Benson 10th and Grady Ashton finished 11th. Everybody in this one finished that race. It was a good old dude race. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, get off my lawn class. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Right after that was expert buggy. A main this one with Ken Peterson, not being here and Nate having some trouble, um, in this one, his car just didn't look, he didn't look comfortable with his car in this one. This was a top three really that, that kind of, we hadn't really seen all year. So Bradley Peterson got the TQ and a win, which I think he desperately needed in this class to kind of put himself back up there in position because I think it was from, if I remember right from last round, it was, it was, it was, uh, Nate, Ken and him 
or maybe it was Nate, Bradley, and Ken, somewhere in that there's a three of them there. So that's a big boost to his points. Uh, David Peevler got a, a well-deserved second after missing the podium a few times this year. And then Trevor Paul from the eighth qualifying spot drove his pink serpent all the way up to the three. That's cool. Yeah. To get the, uh, to get the podium. Nice. Orlando Martinez was having a really good, uh, uh, day. Um, I think it was TQ in round one before really? the resource. Awesome. I, I think so. But then round two got way faster and, uh, qualified six, but finished fourth. Um, Wade Garing qualified fifth, stayed there. Jackson Anderson from the bump from, from dead last moved up to sixth chance dropped down. He qualified second. I think that's his highest qualifying effort of the year. Um, finished seventh. Brian Cox finished eighth. Ashley McCormick finished ninth. And Nate Sutherland dropped all the way down to the 10. Not what he was looking for, I don't think, but definitely what Bradley was looking for in this class. And we'll talk about the points here in a minute. Mini Truggy. Dane Gangler pretty much had this one in the bag unless he broke like two rounds in a row, which, you know, probably not going to happen with these techno trucks because they're super tough. Right. But for a little while there, the Munchkin truck of Aiden Olson was leading. And I do have this race on YouTube. Yeah. If you're interested in seeing what the Munchkin truck looks yeah. like, check out YouTube, our YouTube channel race, whatever. It's literally a green truck that looks really small. That's why it's called the Munchkin truck. Yeah. I was trying to come up with more, more, uh, Munchkin jokes, but I, I, it's a uh, lollipop guild is one of them. The Keebler uh, elves is another, um, I don't know. I couldn't really think of any more than that. Didn't Jolly Green Giant have like a whole bunch of little elves helping him out? I have no idea. <sighs> There's one, right? He should name that truck like the little big one or something. Yeah. Like an oxymoron like that. Well, and it's green. So I want to make, I want to make like a, I want to make like, like green giant jokes, but I can't cause it's not a truck that's giant. It's small. It's, it's munchkin. Well, it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. I don't know. And then these guys, so Dane Gangler comes up and he's like, he's like, Hey man, will you, will you please, uh, will you please video the truggy race? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't done that in a while. I was trying to get some different videos of, uh, cause we always do mod buggy and mod four wheel drive, you know, but, um, I still did mod buggy in this one, Yeah, but I did. And then I realized why about a minute in is cause every single person, except for, I believe, uh, Tyler Fleming changed their body. <laughs> so Dane was running, I believe a Bryson Pavel's body. Yeah. I think Jake Poteet had somebody else's. Everybody had changed their body out. I don't know if they're trying to be funny or confuse me or what, but I figured it out. I mean, you still got transponders in your car. It's fine. Dane said he was going to do that. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> I I only hear like half the stuff Dane says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Aiden Olson finished second. So that pretty much puts a fork in that class. Uh, I'm pretty, mm-hmm. Dane's got it by a lot. Jake Poteet finished third. Nate Hogan Miller had a great run in fourth. Dan Stevens fifth. Bryson Pavel sixth. Matt Robinson seventh. Tyler Fleming eighth. And Chad Irwin ninth. I really want to get one of those trucks. They seem really fun. I want to get one once there's a production version of it. I like, see, like my, my favorite class, one of my favorite classes is mod truck. And I think that's like the new mod truck. It should be. Because you, you know, you can put like, you can put like a five-five like, in those. Yeah, I think that if Associated or 
if both associated and Losi dropped one, like I think they'd oh, sell really well. Yeah. Not only would they sell really well, but that class would finally just explode. Yeah, that would be like a real class. Yeah, I think. All right, thirteen five four wheel drive. So this one again kind of had uh, a different top three than we're used to seeing. Owen Vanderbeek, who's been going really fast in this class the last couple of weeks now, um, has gotten a win. So he qualified second, mm-hmm. finished first. Awesome. Bradley Peterson uh, qualified sixth and finished second. And I'm pretty sure he needed that big time uh, when it comes to the points. And Orlando Martinez qualified fourth and finished third. Nice. Then you had David Peeler, Chad Rubin King, Chance Rook, Dane Gangler, Dustin Hosick, Trevor Paul, and then Nate Sutherland finished 10th. But here's the reason why. They normally run, between him and his dad, I think they run like five classes, right? Yeah, maybe more. Well, apparently... <laughs> There was a miscommunication as to who was charging what battery, and they put basically half-charged battery in his four-wheel drive. Oh, no. Yeah. I saw his car come to a stop, and I, my heart sunk Yeah, warm. So he, he had the lead mm-hmm. by a lot. <laughs> like, like he all he had to do is cruise control, and at five minutes and 55 seconds when he crossed the line, his, his car after that uh, quit. So Bummer. that's good luck for Owen. And Bradley and Orlando for getting that podium, you know, because because Nate was in front of them uh, by quite a bit. So let's move on here. So then we got after 13 five wheeler is mod two wheel drive buggy. So Tom and Alex, this one's still going to have to come down to the final week of racing. Uh, Tom Rinnernecht did miss a week. So Alex is not. As I believe how that works. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll look at the points. Either way, I know they're separated by two points. Tom finished with a 21802. Alex finished with a 21803. And basically, Alex needs a TQ and a win, or he needs to have Tom finish a couple spots behind him to get the tie. And he's got the better tiebreaker. At least it's coming down to the last race. Not all these things are going to. A lot of them are locked up, but yeah, two wheel drive mod is going to come down to the last week. Then when we talk about in the points, the battle for the final podium spot is going to be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You had a really good day. You were third qualifier after the first round. Mm -hmm. You got bumped down to fourth after the second round, but then you came back to get, I believe your first podium of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it go? (laughs) It went pretty well. Like that might've been like one of my best summer series races. Um, I had no crashes in any qualifier of the main all day. I never got marshaled. I realized that today while I was taking a shower this morning, I was like shower thoughts with Will Brenton. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get marshaled at all yeah. on Saturday. I had, I had clean runs all day. Yeah. And I looked at my, uh, my like efficiency or consistency in the, in the main and it was like 98. Yep. That's a good that number. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. You and I was and I was on the same lap as those guys. And mm-hmm. at the uh, last lap, I laid up like on the triple just because I didn't want to blow it. Yeah, I and, do have that uh, on video. But you had enough of a lead. I, it, basically, you just had to make sure that you didn't do anything stupid like I would have done on the last couple turns. Is what it looked yeah. like. Yep, and uh, I I was closer to Alex before I did that. I think that. It went, I mean, it, for like the first three minutes, it felt like forever, but like the first 
three to five minutes that race is right there with those guys. Yeah. The yellow car wasn't too far in front of you. And then, and then you could, if I were, I believe if, if you know, if I was driving that car, I would have been able to see both of them out mm-hmm. of the, out of your peripheral vision. Yeah. You know? I could and, see it, see them both the whole time or most of the whole time. So I mean, to be that close, I mean, that's fine. Like, I think that's pretty good for me. So. You were getting some big time pressure though from Drew. Yeah. He was he uh, like two or three, like big charges. And yeah. I was just like, uh, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this. Yep. But you were able to just kind of not crack. I think that's the biggest thing. You didn't crack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They caught you a couple times, but you didn't mm-hmm. crack and you didn't let any, any openings, you know, surface up. So that's really good. I just kind of old man. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you said you're, you, you went out there basically on, on really low tread. Yeah. They were like eighth pin, mm. quarter pin, something like that. When I started and they were slicked off and they were like perfect. I tried ghosted on Friday. Yeah. I used I don't your think drill. The track was there Friday. No, I, wasn't, I wasn't very happy with my car when I did that. Yeah. Before the main, I just put my tire warmers on the rear mm-hmm. with sauce. Mm. I didn't sauce my fronts all day. Yeah. I, I used sauce my inside of the fronts. So, so Drew Rubin King was close to you at the end. It, it probably looks closer than it would have been. Like, like you said, you, that last lap, you can see it on the video. You kind of, you kind of just made sure you didn't do anything dumb, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but still, he was there a couple times right on your rear bumper. He finished fourth. Um, Aiden Olson was right behind him, uh, finished fifth. Ethan Delaire moved up to sixth from the ninth position. Derek Wood dropped like a brick. So he made a pass on Alex on the first lap and then doinked it on the triple. And then just, it just, he couldn't recover after that. Yeah. So kind of sucked for him. I, you know, Seemed to have a fast car. And I think if I remember right, he had fast lap there for a little while, like halfway through that race. Yeah. He had fast lap for a little bit. Still. I mean, he was dead last. So he came back to get seventh. Mitchell Pavel had a pretty good day. Finished eighth. I think he qualified fifth. I think that's one of his highest uh, qualifying efforts. Yeah. Uh, Ross Westhoff qualified eighth, finished ninth. And then Owen Vanderbeek qualified 10th, finished 10th. There's nothing wrong with that. The kid nine years old. So really made the main. He gets to talk about that for a while. I didn't change my car all day. I didn't do anything. Yeah. That's kind of what I end up doing. I never, I, cause I don't get a chance to, but uh, that's what I try to make Friday count. If I want to change something, I do it on Friday. Yeah. Did you glue your sidewalls? No. No. Oh. Dang it. I should have. I shouldn't have died. Sh- I shouldn't have done it this time. Should have <laughs> just left my car alone. Yeah. Remember last year? when we were talking about that and I asked you if you glue your rears too, and you nodded yes. And I went and glued my rears. <laughs> yeah. But then I went out there and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. So whatever. I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's, that's like the best. <laughs> <laughs> when I believed you. So Wade Gehring, uh, did not TQ independent buggy, uh, this week, but he did walk away from everybody in the main. Easton McCormick was close though. 44 seconds back. Um, in stock and it's still a pretty big gap, but so he qualified first and finished second. So he gets a hundred points for the day though. So he did pick one up on Jackson, Jackson Anderson qualified fish fifth, finished third, Jake Wilkening qualified second. There was a huge melee at the start of this race. And I believe he was dead last before the first lap. And he drove all the way back up to get fourth. So he was having a good fast day on that, on that race. Um, he just kind of got 
I didn't see what happened. All I know is there was like maybe four or five cars upside down in the middle of the track. And then everybody else just kind of ran into them. Alex Sturgill had a good car, finished fifth, qualified fourth. Justin Stevie, I'm pretty sure at the start of this one, made it through that melee and then kind of got picked off as the as time went. Um, Annie Lachance finished seventh. Joe Schnoes qualified eighth, finished eighth. Uh, Chad Bartlett and TJ Williams, your two bumpers, they finished ninth and TJ finished 10th. That is your summer series. That's uh, kind of the, all the usual suspects were there this week. Ken Peterson being gone, you know, he's going to have to take a zero, but I think his points were good enough. We're pretty sure he still has a shot. Let's take a look at the points because this is going to be really cool. So Plexpec, Jana Peevler, she has 404 points right now. And overall, she's got 504. And the highest Brady can get, who's currently in second, is 493. So Jana Peevler is this year's Plexpec champ. So she gets a poster on the wall. And uh, she's also, like we said, not allowed to race Plexpec anymore. That's a rule to Plex. So if you win the summer series, no more Plexpec for you. You have to race one of the other classes. Now, Parker Gehring right now is third with 387 points. And then at 384 is Grant Noonan. And he is tied right now with Daniel Bender for fifth. And Daniel just bought a B74. Nice. To race uh, 13.5 with when this is all over. Hmm. So then you got Hunter Anderson, sixth. Grayson Stevie is seventh. Josh Ryan is eighth. Eli Vanderbeek is ninth. And Dan Noonan is 10th right now. So that's pretty awesome. Top 10 get plaques. So I think just looking at this, I think most of those are I think they're all locked in. I don't think there's really any way that they couldn't, maybe unless they don't show up. Yeah. Because, yeah, Eli has already missed around, and so is Dan. So if they don't come for the last one, you know, somebody else could move in front of them. But that's pretty cool. Uh, some names in there. I see Grant Noonan, little dude, up up and forth. And then Grayson Stevie getting that uh, that points really helped him out. It actually moved him up one point in front of Josh Ryan. Cool. That is pretty cool. If we look at uh, short course really fast, I think this is another one that's, oh, no, it's not wrapped up. You know why? Because Ashley McCormick missed the first round in this. He didn't race two-wheel drive uh, short course truck. But he has had three wins in a second and three TQs. So right now he's got 402 points. He's got seven points over Clint Coburn, who's in second. Clint's got one point over Andy Lachance for, for second and third. Oh boy. So that's, that's a pretty tight race. And then Tyler Fleming is fourth. And then Jake Wilkening is fifth. And all these five guys are going to get uh, awards at the end of the year. Awesome. They should be showing up any day now at the Plex. Boom RC is making them again. This is our first year where we're not going to do sticker plaques. We're doing these acrylic stand up things. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. That's pretty cool. Uh, hang on a second. <sighs> I've been saving that. Hey, pass me a kickstart. It's actually kind of warm, but <laughs> oh. warm. Mm. <laughs> it's not totally warm though. When they're totally warm, I don't even bother. It's no fun. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not very good. 
move on to stadium truck. So this is one of those ones that's close. So both Drew and Nate have missed a round. So Drew missed the first one. And then Nate, they were on vacation in the July round, the late July. Mm -hmm. yeah. Drew has 401. Nate has 400. They're one point apart with one more race to go. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Six points back is Wade Garen in third. He's pretty much locked in in third place. Uh, Chance is uh, Chance Rolk is fourth. He's about eight points back. So that's that's a pretty big gap to make up in one day. Chance and Brian Cox are tied right now for fourth place. Brian has a no show in that late July round in truck. And Chance has a 92 that round, but that still beats a zero. So Justin Stevie is sixth. Ashley McCormick, seventh. Clint Coburn is eighth. Raven Barton is ninth. And TJ Williams is hanging on to that 10 spot. Oh. He's got eight points over Derek Noonan. So the likelihood of something weird happening is it's pretty rare for eight points to be made up in one round. So that being said, I, I would like to talk about ties real fast. Remember a couple of years ago, we had this really weird tie where everybody had the exact same score and I didn't know what to do. So I just went with what the computer did. And then I looked at it later and I was like, why did I do it that way? Because the guy who had more wins I gave second, which didn't make any sense. Yeah. So in this case, if this happens to be a tie, so your, your throw out, your first throw out is the uh, tiebreaker. In this instance, both Drew and Nate have a zero, right? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So then what I've always done is I've always looked at the next lowest score. I basically call it the second throw out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in this case, Drew has a 99 and Nate has a 98. So then it would go to Drew. But let's say this next round, uh, Drew gets a 98 and Nate gets another 100 or something like that. And all of a sudden they end up tied again. Mm -hmm. So if they have the same score after the second throwout, then what I'll do is I will go to the wins, the, the podium spots. Yeah. And I will take into account how many top podium spots you have. So right now, Nate Sutherland has three wins and a third and Drew Rubin King has two wins and two seconds, but he has more TQs, which is where that one bonus point comes into play at right now. That's how important it's those very are. Critical. Very. It's very critical. Very critical bonus point. Exactly. So that being said, if they were tied and Drew didn't get a win, then the three wins would beat the two wins. Mm -hmm. the highest position trumps everything else in my mind. So just want to throw that out there just in case. Yeah. You heard it here first. This is how we're doing it. That applies to the lower ones too. The, the problem that I can see is if some like, you know, a tie for seventh or eighth place, if nobody has a podium, then what do you do? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Right. Well, just flip a coin basically at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should probably, uh, we're going to split this in half and we're going to take a moment to uh, listen to our sponsor, Pivot Lending. Either Don Zoller or David Olson will talk about some cool uh, mortgage stuff from our, uh, our main sponsor, Pivot Lending Group. And you can find them at pivotlending.com. Super cool finances. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. 
get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending, and I'm here with David Olson. We're here to visit with you today about utilizing your mortgage equity for investment opportunities. Yeah, this is a great time within the last 60 days or probably 90 days, 60 to 90 days of markets rebounding, um, but there's still opportunities out in the market. So we just wanted to touch base on leveraging your equity uh, that you currently have in your house. Yeah. So with the rates as low as they are right now, you know, you can take the equity out of your home and you can use that to invest into the market and you can actually make a larger return on your money there than what it's costing you in an interest rate for your mortgage. The other advantages are when you pull your money out of your investments, obviously everyone's investments have taken a hit right now. You're depleting what's already been depleted and then you're taking a tax hit on the money that you're pulling out of your investments. When you do a cash out refinance on your homes, there's no tax hit on that money. And again, rates are so ridiculously low right now. You can invest that money into some safer investments and rebuild your investment portfolio and then make more interest than what it's costing you for the money. That's a good point. My wife and I actually did this uh, in 2015. We uh, we pulled some equity out and and purchased Apple stock at like 75 bucks. And uh, I think I checked yesterday and Apple was at 300 or, you know, and it, and it goes up and down and uh, they're, they're cash flush. But yeah, it, it was, it, it worked out really well. So that return on investment, like you're saying, I mean, is, you know, threefold of fourfold of what the cost was. And that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. But uh, we, we had enough equity that we're sitting on it. And uh, at the time, you know, the market, real estate market was starting to come around. Um, one of the dads on the baseball team is an, was a certified financial analyst. So we would always go back and forth and talk about the different investment opportunities. And he was just a big fan of Apple at the time. And I just winged it. But yeah, so we, we killed it on that Apple purchase. So you've got, you've got some good ideas there for well, sure. A lot of people don't, don't think about the fact when they look at their investment portfolio, your home is usually one of your biggest investments. You've mm -hmm. got, you know, people are, you know, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage. Well, now you've got, you know, 150, 200, 300 or more. Once it's paid, yeah. Sitting there, mm -hmm. not being utilized that you can tap into and use, you know, somewhere else and in, in, to invest if you're not ready to retire or if you want to pull that money out and use that money for instead of having to pull the money out of your investments initially. So to be able to pull that out tax free is, is huge. Yeah. It's um, like I said, we, it worked for us. I think the key is just, you know, finding, you know, the, maybe the Berkshire B of the world or just something mm -hmm. that, you know, the next big thing <laughs> or something that, you know, is undervalued or a bigger, you know, I mean, not, definitely you don't want to sure. jump into penny stocks. Right. Did that once. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't work out so well, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't do plenty of equity. That was all, that was all cash purchase, but yeah, I thought, I thought we were retiring for sure on that one. <laughs> I mean, Bitcoin's still out there. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's great. Good ideas. And uh, I, I think it's worth giving you a call to, to visit on, on the equity side. 
And if you're needing an investment, uh, someone to represent you on investments or trades, Don also has a um, got some great referral partners. Yeah, to be great. Able to pair yeah. you with someone yep, that can here help you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're interested in seeing what your opportunities are for cash out to utilize the equity in your home, give me a call 402-715-9082. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Dude. I was not ready for that at all. That was a huge surprise. We actually are going to get our pivot lending sponsor in on our YouTube channel. So all of you guys get to do that. What are you drinking there? <laughs> Sparkly. Obviously this is a no question show today because we're, we're covering all this cool stuff here at the Plex, but, uh, Forward dive mod buggy. So Tom Rinnerneck has a total of 503 points. So he's locked in. There's no way anybody can beat him. The most points Vanderbeek could get is 496. Pretty substantial year so far for Tom. I mean, he's just been on a tear here, especially in four wheel drive. I mean, he's been almost unbeatable. Four TQs and wins since July. And the first week he had a TQ and a third, it looks like. So yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, Vanderbeek is going to finish second. He's got a huge lead over Derek Wood in third. Um, Derek's got three points right now over Drew Rubin King. Speaking of David Olson and pivotlending.com, Drew Rubin King and Aiden Olson are tied. They are tied in points. And this happens to be one of those classes where their throwout is also the exact same. They both have a, a score of 94. So if you went to the second tiebreaker, look at that. 95s for both of them. So then it would go to the podium positions and Aiden Olson actually has a third and Drew does not. So hopefully that gets figured out between them in the next round. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that we're I like that we're broadcasting how we're gonna do the the ties and points yeah. now. Because like that way there's like this is the way we're doing yeah. it. No argument. We already decided. Yeah. No, have you don't have to worry about like, oh, he's local. He got because he's local. Like, which doesn't happen. This is what we've done since two thousand five. It's been this way. Mm -hmm. Ethan Delaire looks like he's pretty much locked in for sixth place. He's uh, twelve points behind Aiden and, and Drew, and he's about uh, six points in front of Mitchell Pavel in seventh. Ross Westhoff uh, is three hundred sixty six and eighth. Dan Gangler is three sixty and ninth. And Seth Curtis right now has 10th spot with 350 and he's got one point over Patrick Mitrovics who actually wasn't even here. Uh, that's another one that wasn't here this weekend. So yeah, one interesting points battle in the middle there. Otherwise that class is kind of figured out kind of all sorted out on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at 13, five, four wheel drive. Cause this one is not decided yet. So everybody in this class has had at least one bad round. And a couple of them have had multiple bad rounds that are sitting here in the top. So Owen Vanderbeek with his win moves up to the lead with 394 points. He's got one point over Nate Sutherland. That 92 is a killer for him because he already had a zero. Mm. So that tightened the race way back up. Cause I think Nate would have had, 
I think Nate would have had a big lead going into the last week. Ken Peterson, who wasn't here, sitting third at 386. So he's pretty much out of the top two. There's no way he can catch those two. And he's got four points over Chad Rubin King. Chad Rubin King and Bradley Peterson are tied. And <laughs> their first throwout is also the same, 93. I don't know what it is about Bradley Peterson <laughs> uh, getting into these. But uh, so right now, and they both have a 94. So then we would go over here and Bradley Peterson as a second this year. So he would leapfrog over Chad if it were to end uh, this way, but it's not. So hopefully it'll just get figured out on its own. Then there's another tie. David Peevler and Chance Rolk are tied for sixth and seventh place. Chance Rolk's throwout is lower. It's an 85 to an 83. Nick Pavel in eighth, Dustin Hosick ninth, and Orlando Martinez is 10th. And Trevor Paul's got an outside chance of, of getting around Orlando, but Orlando would have to have a pretty crappy round, uh, I think, to lose that 10th and final spot. So four-wheel drive still up for grabs. Not one of the ones that's, that's automatically uh, locked up. So if we go in the order of what we run, 40-plus is next. So this one, I didn't have to have a super amazing race. I just had to kind of make sure I finished up there. And that's kind of what happened. So I have a total of 500 points. The highest number of points that Mac Vanderbeek can get now is 498. So I've got it locked up. Okay. I was in fourth in that last minute, and that would have put me at 499. But even then, I think, I think my th- the first three rounds where I TQ'd and won this class, I think really helped kind of push that up. So I don't have to run the last one. I probably won't. I was thinking about running mod four-wheel drive, but I think I'm just going to not do it at all. Make sure I save my tires for Emerson and uh, just make sure that the whole thing, the finals gets ran correctly. Yeah. Mac Vanderbeek and Cal uh, and Cal Gannon are pretty close for second and third. They're two points apart. Kyle would have to either have Mac finish three spots below him or get a TQ and win and have Mac Vanderbeek finish third because if they tie Cal's got a zero. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't here for in the July, the early July round. So the tie break, the tie break would go to Mac. Then behind him, it's kind of all figured out. There's a few races that are kind of close. Ruben King is fourth. Uh, He's got two points over Tony Leatherman. Tony's got three points over Brian Cox. Brian Cox has two points over Brian Burnt. And then a pretty big gap down to Phil Palmer, Kurt Benson, and Grady Ashton. So 40 plus kind of figured out. Again, all those guys, we're all going to get, you know, cool plaques and stuff. So that's pretty neat. If you go to, I think expert two wheel drive is next. This one also is not decided yet. This one's going to come down to the wire. Bradley Peterson's TQ and a win really helped his cause out. He leapfrogs over Ken Peterson for first place. He's got 398 points. Ken's got 397. And uh, Ken has a zero. Bradley's throwout is in 91. So. You know, if Ken gets a TQ and a win and Bradley finishes second, then they'd be tied and then it would go to the throwout score. So Nate Sutherland, it looks like he's in third. He's only two points up on Wade Gehring. So Wade still has an outside shot at getting the final podium. Nate had really struggled uh, with his two wheel drive. So, uh, boy, those points are are brutal right now for that middle pack. Uh, they get a pretty big lead over David Peevler. 
who moved up to uh, fifth. Orlando Martinez is sixth. Chance Rolk is seventh. Brian Cox is eighth. Dustin Hosick ninth. And Trevor Paul is tenth. Dustin and Trevor are actually tied back there for points, but they got a big enough lead over Jackson Anderson uh, that Jackson basically has pretty much no shot at getting in the top 10 this year in, in expert. But he's doing much better in independent buggy. Mini Truggy, this one got figured out. Uh, Dane Gangler's got 503 points altogether. Um, so the magic number's locked in for him. He doesn't have to run the last one if he doesn't want to. Aiden Olson's pretty much locked in in second. He's got a seven-point lead over Jake Poteet. Jake Poteet's got two points over Dan Stevens and Matt Robinson, uh, who are tied right now for fourth and fifth. Bryson Pavel is sixth. Chad Irwin's seventh. And Tyler Fleming's eighth. The only real race to watch is for third, fourth, and fifth in that one. Mod two-wheel drive buggy. So this, this <laughs> one's going to come down to the last race for a lot of different positions. So Tom Rinnernecht had a 92 the late July round because of his, that spur gear that broke on him, right? So that mm-hmm. makes a pretty big difference. He's only got two points over Alex Vanderbeek. So 400 to 398. Then a ways back. And this is how crazy this class has been. Because remember, we had a whole bunch of, of uh, like Aiden and Charlie Mariana and those guys came, kind of mixed up the top 10. Mason's been in there a few times. Mm-hmm. So the points get kind of jumbled around a little bit. Those two have 400 and 398. Then Ethan Delaire right now is third with 382 points. Derek Wood is tied with 382 points and fourth. Derek does have a third place this year. Ethan does not. But the throwout is a 90 to a 94. So Ethan's got the better throwout if they were to stay tied. Yeah. Aiden Olson has 381. And he also has a third place this year. Guess who else has got 381? Are you? You do. So. Yep. With a zero for a draw. And it was a 91 or last place or whatever. Then Drew Rubin King in seventh has 380 points. So there's only a two point, two point difference between third and seventh place going into the final round. Yeah, that is going to be crazy. And yeah. probably more than I, likely, there's going to be some ridiculous tie that I'll have to sit there and go. Ugh. I'll either finish third or I'll finish seventh. <laughs> I'll find no, don't, say don't say that. Don't say that. Can't say that because. Uh, yeah, don't say that. Be positive because you had a really good car and you did really good. So who's to say you can't do that again? Yeah, it'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. So then behind them in seventh, behind you guys in seventh is Mitchell Pavel is eighth. He's a ways back. He's 20 points back in eighth place. Owen Vanderbeek in ninth place is 358. Ken Peterson in 10th place is three, sorry, 358. Ken's got 357 and Ross Westhoff also has 357 points. So there's one point to determine ninth and 10th and 11th place too. So crazy. Cal Gannon is 350. Emerson's got 346. So Emerson's way down there. Um, <laughs> oh, well, next year. So that one's going to be nuts. Yeah, there's always next yep, year. That one is going to be nuts. That's that's going to be a that's going to be a crazy race uh, to the finish. And then finally, 17-5 independent buggy. Wade Garing has this one in the bag. He has finished first every single round. 
yeah, what else can you say? You should race uh, mod instead of that class. It should race 40 plus mod yeah. as well. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackson Anderson and Easton McCormick are tied for second. Easton has a zero, though, for round one. And Jackson has a 95 for round four. So Jackson has the better throwout if they were to stay tied. Tyler Brinkerhoff, he's another one that wasn't here this weekend, is still fourth with 383. Andy Lachance is 382. Justin Stevie is six right now with 373. So he's pretty far back there. Jake Wilkening is seventh. Caden Peterson is eighth. Clint Coburn is ninth. And Nate Hogan Miller is hanging on to 10th. And then they got a little bit of a gap down to everybody else. We've still had, after I cut everybody off, 31 different independent buggy drivers this year. That is going to be crazy. So we've had a very successful summer series. I don't know. I mean, what else can you say? I'm, I, I'd like to say I'm ready for carpet, but I'm not. I still want to keep running on dirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I told you we should just race dirt. Oh. I know, but there's, there's a lot of people that are excited for carpet too. So yeah. That pretty much wraps up the summer series round five for us for 2020. Some positive things to look at for 2020 is uh, is our summer series. We've been a, a beacon yeah. of hope around the RC car world, I hope. What do you say we wrap this baby up? Don't forget that uh, the Hobbyplex show podcast here is sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show, uh, when you're getting yourself set up with a home loan or refinance, something cool like that, you get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your rate. They've been a huge part of why we're able to come to you uh, weekly. And uh, it's a big deal because uh, I feel like uh, we do our place of business good by, by being here weekly for you. So Yeah. And then man, I get to talk to Will every Monday too. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you later. Be on the flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. Thank <laughs> you.